the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, Gary Dixon. Thank you for joining us. This program sponsored by Mount Zor, Rock of Ages, Messianic Jewish Congregation. And our guest is, back by popular demand, Abraham Sandler. <laughs> Abraham, welcome back. Shalom. It's good to see you again. Good to see you as well. And uh, as we always do at the opening of the program, you've been on many times before, but some of the listeners right now are new listeners who have not uh, heard mm-hmm. you before. So a little bit of just an, an opening background about who you are and what you do, and then we'll begin our interview. Sure. I grew up in a home that is Jewish and believes in Jesus. Uh, my father uh, was raised in a very religious, uh, Orthodox Jewish home, and someone began to show him in the Jewish Bible different descriptions of the Messiah. And as he looked at each one, they, they sounded like different facets of Jesus and his life. And he was confused because he, he couldn't figure out how the Christian God got into the Jewish Bible. And so uh, when he uh, checked his own Bible at, at home that he got from the rabbi, of his bar mitzvah, he saw that all these prophecies are indeed there in the Tanakh and the Jewish scriptures. And then uh, he got up there, the courage, someone offered him a New Testament. And he says when he went home, he snuck it into this house so the parents wouldn't see that mm-hmm. he had it. And when he opened it up, he says he thought the ground was going to open up and swallow him whole because he as a Jew shouldn't be looking at the oh. Christian's book. But as he read it, I don't know, uh, thinking of it as a Christian book, I don't know if he thought it was filled with stories of popes or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but here it takes place in Israel. That's yeah. a Jewish place. Uh, it, it, people uh, uh, in the, the, the book are, are arguing and talking about the meaning of the Moses' writings. That's Jewish. Right. He's discussing uh, the principles of Jewish life with rabbis and priests in the, the Jewish temple in the Jewish capital city of Jerusalem. And so here it turned out with a Jewish book. He had no idea. And uh, as he compared what the Tanakh, the Jewish scripture, said with the, uh, with the New Testament, uh, he found that there was a match, and indeed Jesus is the one who fulfilled the Jewish prophecies about the Jewish Messiah, and he saw it was a Jewish thing to believe in him. So I grew up in a home that's Jewish and believes in Jesus, and it's such good news. Uh, my dad uh, wanted to tell everybody and has uh, spent over 50 years uh, telling Jewish people the good news that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. He's planted four Messianic congregations, and oh, he's great. 78 now. How about Still that? leading the one in New York City, and uh, I'm here and uh, leading one that we planted here in Pittsburgh. So uh, how about that? Your father, a very smart and observant man to have put all of that together so you know easily, and so many others have not. Well, I'll tell you the, the, the truth. He, he had some help in, uh, in terms of uh, taking a look at both, uh, but really what he did is he said he prayed, and he mm. said, God, if this stuff in the New Testament is, is speaking about the Jewish Messiah, show me. And he says he read the New Testament through three times in about four months. And uh, I just was convinced in it deep yeah. inside where, where you know that you know that you know. And, oh. uh, yeah, came to believe. That's and uh, he 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 um, was a little bit of a, a, 
a, a troublemaker as a teenager. Uh, there is a story out there that he, he went to Olney High School uh, just a couple years behind Will Chamberlain, the uh, mm-hmm. basketball star. Mm-hmm. And there's a story that my dad threw chairs out of the fifth floor window of Olney High School. And my dad says this is completely and utterly not true. <laughs> what the truth is is that he handed the chairs to the guy who threw them out the window. Okay. Thank you very so, much. Uh, but uh, <laughs> as he came to know Jesus, uh, his, his life uh, – <laughs> Uh, inside from out was transformed and uh, uh, got to grow in the love and uh, uh, grace of, of Yeshua and the peace that comes. Right. Uh, you know, in the Jewish religion, uh, you're told that you need to do all these good deeds and that God's got a scale. And mm-hmm. if your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, then, then God's okay with you. Yeah. And if we're honest, we can't do enough stuff to make up. No, for we can't for live up to it. Um, and, and in Isaiah, I think it's chapter 64, said that all of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags compared mm-hmm. to God's holiness. So we just can't. Right. And so the freedom and the grace that uh, he got to grow in was just uh, a house filled with uh, joy now that uh, uh, he was saved and met my mom. And so I grew up in a home, as I yeah. said, Jewish, unbelieving in Jesus, and knowing the joy of seeing how the Old and New Testaments fit together to point to Jesus. Yeah, it's it's just uh, somebody explained once. Uh, I thought it was a good uh, way of explaining the you know Christianity. Uh, so many, if not all, the other religions are based on man reaching up to God. Yes, and Christianity is God reaching down to man. And and to tell you the truth, biblical Judaism is the same thing. Because um, uh, there's many places in Scripture where God says, behold, and basically he's saying, here I am. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in the uh, passage, many people know where it says, how good and how, uh, um, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, announcing peace. Uh, proclaiming news of happiness, saying design, your God reigns. Um, the verse right before that, uh, the good news, God says, I'm saying to you, here I am. Yes. And and so uh, Christianity founded on the rich root, Romans 11 says, of Judaism, is about the fact there is a God who made us, and though we as his creation wandered, he's reached out to in his love to wanting to, to, to bring us back into his home. Bless you for your passion in telling this story. You're a very lucky man as well to have a father as you have. Yes. So I know that you from time to time have traveled overseas, and I understand uh, you've just recently gotten back from another trip overseas. Uh, where have you been? I just put the suitcases back upstairs uh, in our house. We're just back from Israel. Oh, yes. And an incredible uh, time of six weeks there in uh, uh, God's land. Okay, six weeks this time in Israel. Tell us about the trip. Well, we uh, are connected with a number of uh, uh, people that uh, live and um, uh, are, are followers of Yeshua in the land. And uh, we spent time helping them in some of their uh, different things they're doing. And then we also uh, began to prepare to uh, uh, organize some different things so we can start leading tours of Israel uh, to Believers can go over, and we have a theme for our tours. Where our tagline is, "We," and it's not just a line. This is this is what we're going to do: is spend time with Jesus and His people 
in his land. So the tours, now is that a new thing? Have you done that yet or is that a new thing you're no. going to be doing? No, we've been blessed to be in Israel uh, three different times, six weeks each time. Mm-hmm. And so we're still uh, newish to the land, but we've gotten very comfortable uh, being there and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, moving about and um, experiencing the things in the land of Israel. And, and it's just so incredible. We want to share this with others to come and have that experience to see for yourself. You know, someone in Israel uh, said to me, you know, really the land is like the fifth gospel. Because it speaks, the land literally speaks uh, the truth of Yeshua and and him being there. Uh, You know, it talks about going up to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And no matter which way you approach Jerusalem, you've got to go uphill to to get Mm -hmm. there. And uh, the the land uh, tells tells the story uh, of Yeshua and, and what he did. And we want to bring people there not only to see the land and the, and the stones of uh, history, but also meet living stones, meet our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Yeshua, in Jesus, and also meet other people uh, in the land. Uh, we we spent time in one uh, a village in the Galilee area where a Druze gentleman, uh, uh, his English name translates to Solomon, uh, befriended us and uh, invited us to spend time over coffee. We talked to them for almost two hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to bring other people back to hear this guy tell his experience as a Druze, uh, which is related to Islam, but it, it's it's different uh, to hear his experience. He lives in, lives in a village that's uh, 60% Druze, 20% Muslim, and 20% Christian. Okay, and he says we all get along, and it's it's great here. And mm-hmm. he wants to share about his experience in the land and get to know uh, the people uh, in the land for yourself. Talk to me a minute about the emotion, the feeling. What when, especially when you go to Jerusalem and Israel for the first time as a believer in Christ? Paint that picture for me. I mean, it must be very powerful as you see these things and walk in the same places that Jesus walked. It, it is. There, there's there's obviously more than one aspect to any given thing, but sure. two two things really strike me in terms of Jerusalem. First of all, it's the largest city in Israel uh, with almost a million people. And so modern-day Jerusalem is a, a busy, bustling uh, a, a center of activity. There, there's um, new uh, uh, tech businesses, and mm-hmm. there, there, there's a lot of, just as a regular city, it, it's densely packed. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of energy, a lot of things going on. Um, and then as you uh, get uh, closer into the old city, uh, the, the city that dates back to the time of the Bible, uh, you begin to really realize there's something unique here that's not any place else uh, on planet Earth. And uh, to see the walls, the outer walls of the old city, mm-hmm. uh, and to to think of, of, you know, right here in this area, uh, such significant spiritual things happen. Uh, and then as you go further into the inner city and get to the western wall, also known as the Wailing Wall, uh, that uh, uh, it's... It, some people mistakenly think that the the western wall is the western wall of the temple. It's not. It, this is a retaining wall that holds up the ground that mm-hmm. the temple sat on top of. And right. up on top now is the, the Dome of the Rock and the um, Al-Aqsa Mosque. The, the temple, of course, is not up there at this point. Uh, but it's the closest But point. it will be one day again. One, the, the, the scripture says. So that's another absolutely. story. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And so uh, there at the temple uh, at the Western Wall, it's the closest place that Jewish people can assemble to where the Holy of Holies used to be. Mm -hmm. And so uh, many people, uh, Jewish people, come and pray, uh, uh, especially underneath uh, the Western outer western wall there's a tunnel tour that you can take uh because over two-thirds of the wall is actually uh underground and you can walk down to the levels that are actually stones that were set there by herod uh when he uh rebuilt the temple area stones that jesus and his disciples would have walked on as they they came from galilee and came into the temple and i i can't begin to tell you what that experience is like mm-hmm. to stand on the stone that jesus stood on yeah that's so so powerful now as far as the tours go uh-huh. uh if somebody's listening and would like to go with you on one of these tours mm-hmm. uh, do you have one coming up yeah uh we're gonna uh, have our first one next november but uh that may seem like a ways off but for a big trip like this you really want to plan a year in advance absolutely and uh our early registration is going to uh and discount is going to end the first week of february so there's uh, you know, only a few weeks before uh, the early bird discount uh, will be finished. And uh, you really want to think about and uh, pray about if you've not been to Israel. If you've been there and want a slightly different tour, we're not going to run around and try and see every stone and hear every fact. There's going to be more uh, spiritual and devotional aspect to it. Okay. And if people want to uh, join us and uh, uh, see lots of Israel and, and contemplate just what this, this land means, uh, they can uh, go to our congregation's website at rockofagesmjc.org. Uh, that's Rock of Ages MJC, as a Messianic Jewish congregation, Rock of Ages MJC.org, or they can call us at 412-609-1117. You've got some big events coming up soon. You, uh, every time we talk, you've got some big events coming up soon. I assume this is no exception. What's happening? Well, uh, we do. We have a Hanukkah celebration coming up, and... Uh, I guess everything at this point, because I'm just back, makes me think back to being in the land. And in Israel, they're preparing for for Hanukkah. And there's a couple different things that uh, we saw there that are the telltale signs in the stores as they're getting ready for uh, uh, the celebration. one of the parts of Hanukkah remembers uh, it, it's the festival of lights, and there's a miracle that has to do with oil and the lamp in the the temple. And uh, there's menorahs on sale in, in many of the yeah. different stores that if you don't have yours or want a new one, they, they're all out in the, the stores in the malls. And the other thing is, is because there's this miracle with oil that I'm going to relate the miracle in a, in a little bit, uh, this tradition to eat foods that have been fried in oil. And that's where the the potato pancakes uh, called latkes come from, and also donuts, jelly donuts. And yeah. All the bakeries, all the stores have these racks and racks of jelly donuts to, to get you ready for mm-hmm. for Hanukkah. Well, why why do Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah? Uh, t- talk to us a little bit about what it's really all about, because uh, so many of us listening uh, who are not Jewish just know a little bit about it. And then, what do you think Christians ought to do with this holiday uh, of Hanukkah? People will will say that Hanukkah is not in the Bible, but it's actually in there twice. Oh. And um, it, the reason why they say it's not in the Bible is because it happens between the end of Malachi and the beginning of Matthew. And in the 400 years of what are called the silent years, the events of Hanukkah happen around 170 B.C., 165 B.C. And uh, although they happen in that period, uh, Daniel wrote down what was going to happen in Hanukkah a couple hundred years, a few hundred years before it happened. And he wrote it down in quite a, a specific detail 
almost like he was reporting, watching it, mm -hmm. uh, but he was given insight from the Holy Spirit. So you can't say it's not in Scripture if Daniel writes exactly what happens is there in the book of Daniel. And then also Yeshua, Jesus went to the temple in John chapter 10 at the Feast of Dedication. Hanukkah is a Hebrew word which means dedication. And after they won the victory over the enemy, they, they rededicated the temple to the purpose of, of uh, worshiping the one true God uh, of Israel. And, um, and so the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah, uh, Jesus in John chapter 10 was there at the feast. As he was uh, celebrating that and, and, and teaching in the temple at that time, uh, the things that he taught were based on the root issue of what was going on at Hanukkah. As a non-Jewish person myself, all I, I know about everything related to Jewish food is it's good. It's really good. <laughs> well, 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 here's the other piece to that, is that not only is it good, but each of the Jewish feasts has its own set of food. Mm -hmm. So every few months you've got a new menu, a new set of these wonderful food that actually help tell the story of the, the feast you're trying to remember. And so, you know, if I tell you about what happened in a, a feast and we want to remember before the, the Lord and rejoice, that's good. If I show it to you, that's good. But if I have you eat the story, taste it, 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 it's not and something And you do that in, in so many of your services. Right, in, in, in Passover. And in fact, uh, from Passover comes the, the Christian communion, the Eucharist, where we, we actually taste uh, the story and and it adds to our memory and uh, a taste and, and and aroma are such a powerful mm -hmm. uh, uh, memory. Uh, what's the term I want to use? It, it it evokes and it calls up from us yeah. uh, or, deep inside yeah. very right. strong um, uh, information and, and emotion. The more senses you can bring to the experience, the better. The yes, more, exactly. You know, more poignant it becomes. Exactly. Talk to me a little bit about for those listening saying. Well, uh, he is a, what, a preacher of a Messianic Jewish congregation? Uh, how does that work? Where is that? How, you know, what if I wanted to go to the, one of those or invite a Jewish friend of mine to go? Let's talk a little bit about sure. how, how that works. Yeah, everybody is welcome at our congregation. Some people say, well, I'm not Jewish, can I come? Everybody yeah. is welcome at the congregation, whether you're Jewish or not, whether you're old or young whether you're uh, a follower of Yeshua, Jesus, or not. Everyone's welcome to come and, and, and uh, experience the, the time with us as we lift up a song of praise. A lot of our worship is scripture set to music with all kinds of melodies from ancient uh, Jewish melodies to, to modern uh, mm -hmm. melodies. Uh, we uh, have a time of uh, using some of the ancient prayers of the Jewish people. Uh, that have been uh, prayed uh, since uh, Jesus' time and before, some of them. And uh, we uh, will go through some of those liturgical prayers and together uh, uh, confirm and confess and uh, praise God, the, the truth of who he is and, and uh, the good that he is for us. And then uh, uh, I or someone else will bring a message from the Word. We'll usually we'll take the Old and New Testament and show how they fit together to point to Yeshua and why we need him. And we also have a time of prayer that people, uh, and, and I'm no exception, everyone's got stuff going on, mm -hmm. and we need help from heaven. Mm -hmm. And so if you, you need uh, help, if you're at a place where you're willing to acknowledge you need help, we want to pray for you and ask God to bring that help that you need. So somebody who's not Jewish mm -hmm. would, would see elements in the, your services which are familiar Mm -hmm. uh, to them, and also things that aren't, right. but also Jewish people, I'm, I take it, are going who have been to synagogue, are going to be comfortable with some of the things they uh, they have seen. 
exactly. It's the same thing for Jewish it's people. Kind of some a, things they're familiar with and some things, yeah. things that, they're, that they're not. So you meld the two together there for a, probably what is a pretty unique service. People have, have it in their minds that, that Jewish and, and Jesus don't mix. But in fact, the first thing it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the first thing the gospel tells about Jesus is that he's the Messiah, which is the Jewish concept, and that he's the son of David, son of Abraham two of the most famous Irish people ever to walk the planet, right? No, they're Jewish. That's the first thing we're told, that he's connected with everything that God did through the Jewish people. And uh, the reason why God chose the Jewish people, it says in Genesis 12, is so that he could get his blessing to the entire world. No, it's not that the Jewish people are more preferred or more blessed or, or more deserving or more... Uh, you know, uh, wanted by God, but he made a plan that this is how he's going to get his blessing to everyone on planet mm-hmm. Earth. He's going to do it through the Jewish people. And so uh, our congregation celebrates uh, that history of how he's done that. And uh, we seek to, to continue to reach from heaven and receive that blessing so we can give it to others as well. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to Bisberg, of course. I'm Gary Dixon. We're speaking today with Abraham Sandler, who is uh, the worship leader at Mount Zor, Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation. And here's the website, and I'll give a phone number too, rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc, stands for Messianic Jewish Congregation, rockofagesmjc.org, and the phone number 412-609-1117. And there are always good reasons to go and check out the website, but uh, now the the kind of, uh, I take it, the newer uh, thing to find there is information on your tours, yes. upcoming mm-hmm. tours of, uh, especially the one, what, next November, of Israel. So listen again, what what will I find there if I'm interested in the tour? Well, uh, at, at this point, we're just back literally a few days. Literally. We have the preliminary information and yeah. some of the pictures from Israel. And uh, over the next little bit, we'll be putting more uh, details. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the trip is going to be about seven or eight nights, uh, eight or nine days in Israel. Okay. Uh, you're, we're going to take you to uh, Mount Hermon in the Golan Heights, where you can look down on top of all the uh, mountaintops, the, the hilltops in Israel. Uh, we're going to take you to the Dead Sea. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to take you to the Sea of Galilee. Right. Uh, the Dead Sea is going to be an add-on if you want to do that as well. But at the Sea of Galilee, there is a beach that um, when we go in November, the Israelis, because it's gone down to 60 degrees, feel it's really cold and are staying away from mm-hmm. uh, the beach. But the days are still in the mid-70s, which they also feel is a bit cool to be by the water. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so we have this beach to ourselves at the Sea of Galilee where you can look and you can see across the uh, the water where Jesus uh, walked on water, where Jesus spoke, peace be still. And I'll tell you what, this trip in particular, I really feel like you can still feel the the peace that he declared over those waters when you're there at the Sea of Galilee. Uh, we'll take you to Beersheba, where Abraham dug wells to establish himself in the land. And you can consider, uh, as you look over the uh, Negev Desert, uh, just how God brought this, this person from a uh, thousand miles away uh, to, uh, to give him this land. And uh, we'll take you, of course, to Jerusalem. Uh, and you'll see, if not the tomb that Jesus is buried in, one was very, very like the 
the one that he did, and there's a great ministry there called the Garden Tomb uh, that, that uh, the, you really sense the holiness of that, that space. Uh, and you're going to have time to consider at each of the locations what, what he has done. We're planning to take you to the, the headwaters of uh, the, the River Jordan. Uh, it's not a place that a lot of tourists go to, but this mm-hmm. is where the, the Jordan finally comes together and begins to flow in Israel. We're going to take you to some places that aren't on regular tours and, and, but are very significant uh, in terms of Scripture, in terms of land. Part of your trips when you go, I'm not, not, I don't know if this is part of your tours, but you yourself have been there a number of times. You do a certain amount of uh, ministry of your own there as well. Can we talk about that and the human element here and the people you've reached yeah, uh, it, with the good news of Jesus Christ? You know, um, the Israel has about uh, eight and a half million people, about seven million Jewish people, about 1.5 million Arab people live in Israel. Uh, these are Arabs that don't live in the, the West Bank or Gaza, in Israel itself. Mm-hmm. And um, most people there don't know who Yeshua is. I mean, they've, they've probably heard of him, but they don't know the truth of him and and really are not aware of his love. And we try and do different things to share the love of Yeshua uh, while we're there. Um, I was asked to uh, give a concert in a, a, a Russian area of Tel Aviv. Uh, as just an expression of, of joy. It wasn't particularly religious music, but uh, uh, to, to, to have uh, people have the opportunity to see those people are filled with the joy of Yeshua, mm-hmm. and then afterwards have a chance to, to talk with them. Uh, we've uh, done things like picking up trash uh, in different places. Unfortunately, there's a real big trash problem around Israel. Really? And uh, a chance to bless the land in, in uh Daniel, it's called the beautiful land, but some mm-hmm. parts with the trash are not. So we, we want to make it beautiful for the Messiah and for the people of the Messiah. We've sat in malls and just talked with other people sitting mm-hmm. around in the food court and, and hear their story. One guy we met has uh, fought in three of the wars in Israel and uh, just has had this fascinating life. And, uh, you know, we were able to t- share some of our life and where, where we find life from. There, there's one other thing I want to mention about uh, Israel. We spent time in the Jerusalem and the, the Arab quarter. And I just want to ask if you're a believer to pray, because these people have been in 15 centuries of hate and darkness. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not accusing the people of something, but the, what they've been taught down through the years. Yeah. And you can just sense the darkness in the Arab quarter. There are many uh, people who are friendly and smile and do business. But the overall spiritual atmosphere, there's not really uh, any idea that there is light and love mm-hmm. that, that can transform a person's life. And uh, both Jew and Arab need, know, to, need to know peace in, in Messiah Yeshua. And uh, as Scripture says, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And the Jerusalem is their people, really. So be okay. praying for them. All right. We certainly will. Thank you very much for that. Our guest, Abraham Sandler, he is the congregational leader at Mount Zor Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation here in Pittsburgh. The website, rockofagesmjc.org, that's rockofagesmjc.org, and the phone number is 412-609-1117. Abraham, thank you so much for sharing uh, your stories with us, and we encourage our listeners to go to your website and uh, look into that tour of Israel coming up next year. We'd love to have you join us on the tour or in our congregation. See you soon. Thank you for joining us and listening to Bizburg. I'm Gary Dixon, and this program today is sponsored by Mount Zuhr, Rock of Ages, Messianic Jewish Congregation. We'll see you next time.